And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Go to theathletic.com slash down to dunk to get the athletic for $3.99 a month. Make sure that you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. Hit the follow button if you're following on, along on YouTube right now. Also, go to shopgoodokc.com slash DTD to get our really cool down-to-dunk gear. With me today is my good friend, Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? Good morning. Good morning. It's snub day. It's my favorite day of the year. Oh, we have so many snubs to talk about. (laughs) So many snubs to discuss. It's the only day of the year where we can just use the word snub as many times as possible. And it makes sense. It's a great day. And Andrew, there's there's multiple snubs. We can talk about the All-Star game, but a little later we're going to talk about uh, Sam Vecini's young player rankings. And there might be some snubs there, too. There are snubs. It's it's a part of snub day. It's the snub day celebration. I guess the Thunder aren't an NBA team anymore. <laughs> guess not. Oh, speaking of the Thunder, they are 12 and 19, which is 12th in the Western Conference. There are some teams mm. that are just losing games like crazy out there, Alex. It's it is nuts. Uh, one of those teams, two two teams have lost eight games in a row. Eight. Well, who the Kings and the Rockets have lost eight in a row. Ooh, the Rockets. Yeah, the Rockets. Unbelievable. Unbelievable streaks happening. Minnesota's lost five in a row. Those are the, the longest active losing streaks in the league. Uh, I don't What is the longest losing streak for the Thunder? Is it three? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, this team has not gotten into like a bad rut. Like they, mm-hmm. I mean, they're competitive. Every, they could win most of these games. Yeah. And so, yeah, I can't see them ever going on a losing streak like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't see I that had, either. I had no idea the Kings had lost eight straight. I thought things were looking up in Sacramento. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a not. tradition. It's a Sacramento tradition to just have Man. a random eight-game losing streak. I, I mean, they need to move on from Luke Walton. They needed to years ago, but uh, they for sure need to now. Uh, but the Thunder lost to the Heat on Monday night uh, here in Oklahoma City in a game that looked like they are going to win this game and they're going to win to handily. The Heat looked like they have uh, weights on their ankles. They just can't make it. This is the last game of like a long road trip for them. And like, all right, this is just going to be another win. And then the fourth quarter hits and everything just flips. Some of it was that Jimmy Butler was on the bench. And that they got their shooters going, but uh, man, that was that was a, a roller coaster ride for Thunder fans. It was because the first half, I think you could argue that was the best Shea has looked all season. He's he unreal. was yeah. he was everything we've seen from Shea this season, but just taken to like the max. Like everything mm-hmm. had been perfected. Yeah, I was looking up the advanced stats on that game, and he had 28 drives. And for comparison, his league leading drives per game is at 25, and he's now two drives more per game than anyone else in the league. Wow. But in that game, he had 28. And on those 28 drives, he was 8 of 11 from the on shots for 73%. He also generated four free throws out of that. Like, he was just unstoppable. And it was probably best exemplified by that play. Maybe it was in the third quarter where there was a screenshot I saw. I think Brandon Raybar put it up on Twitter where it was a screenshot and it was just Jay and all five Miami Heat players around him. Yeah. He like he drove in and sliced through at least three of them at the rim. It was yeah. it was probably the highlight of the season of just like a regular play other than his yeah. game winner. It yeah. was so cool. He was just an absolute command of that offense and it was so much fun to watch. Yeah. It it's been there's been several games recently where 
I think he's been undeniably the best player on the court. And against teams that have good players. And it's it's been really fun to see him grow. And a lot of it is his handle. And Royce pointed this out to me the other day. Just like he his handle has improved as the season has gone on. And I think it's probably experience that he's had um, driving the basketball and getting into these situations and like trying to replicate uh, these scoring drives. And he continues to do it and he gets better every game, it seems like. So uh, I'm excited to see what he can do the rest of the way. Uh, it's It's been impressive. It's, it's really nice to start this rebuild process with a guy like that, especially a ball handling guy, because I think it's just tougher to build around a big guy in this league, um, unless they're like elite, like a Joel Embiid. But it's it's really nice to start out with a lead ball handler that you can see an all-star future with. And the really impressive thing is that when you think about other teams preparing for OKC, like realistically, who are they really going to be talking about other than Shea? Like the entire defensive strategy should be geared around Shea, and he's still yeah. able to do all of this. I mean, there were moments last night where he was getting double teamed out, and he would just split the defenders and get to the rim with ease. Like it, that, that is one of the most impressive parts. I mean, even last season, you could say, oh, he was playing off of Dennis Schroeder and Chris Paul. Like He's not going to get all the defensive attention. He should be getting all of it this season, still selling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is wild. It's absolutely wild. Uh, taking a look at tankathon.com, your, uh, your should be your favorite site moving forward for the next few years for the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder pick situation has changed quite a bit in the last few days. Getting and juicy. So the Thunder sit at seventh with their own record uh, at 12 and 19. They are tied with the Sacramento Kings and they are... Um, just right there with Washington and Houston as well. And then the third pick in the draft is Cleveland currently, and they're at 11 and 21. They broke a, a long losing streak as well last night. Uh, I think they were, they've been one in nine in their last 10 games, which is <laughs> so brutal. Uh, but this, so this is a plausible situation for OKC. Uh, I don't think the situation in Houston is going to get a whole lot better. I think they're going to be kind of on this like three, four, five, six bubble. And so there's a chance the Thunder don't get the Rockets pick. There's a chance that they do get Miami's pick. Miami um, has won three in a row, which puts them up at 11. So there, there are fun, fun scenarios where the Thunder end up with like one and two and one and four or two and four five or whatever like those are fun situations but there's also the reality that the thunder may end up with seven and eleven which is not as exciting as um as one and two which i've seen many people have sent that to me and i i i I think i quote tweeted i would cease to exist if we got one and two and like we just have to keep in mind like the odds of that are so astronomically low, just like they're just nothing. <laughs> if that happened, I seriously might have a heart attack and die. Well, if we get seven and eleven, we'll get at least a month of just. Hey, would you? Do you think we could get the number two for seven and eleven? Dude, we'd just be I know. Doing <laughs> we would be month. doing that until the draft. And what's? It's just I don't know. It's funny. I mean, even the year that. And this isn't, I'm not trying to give people false hope. It's just more like we just don't really know. But the year the the Thunder drafted Russell Westbrook, I remember kind of feeling like, okay, they lost that whole year and they got Russell Westbrook, who's at the time was like the comp that I think Bill Simmons gave him, which I know he's Bill Simmons, but he was one of the only people doing podcasts back then. And he did them with Chad Ford. And he talked, he said, I think he called him Super Tony Allen on a podcast. And that's like the concept that a lot of people had of Russ. Because he was like a six-man at UCLA. He wasn't, he had a good season, yes. But nobody thought of him as a point guard. Nobody thought of him as anything but just kind of this menacing defender. 
And obviously his career ended up being way different that than that. I mean, he, he's obviously not even the menacing defender that people thought he was going to be in the NBA. But all is to say that at that fourth slot, it kind of felt like, uh, okay, man, I wish we could have gotten one of those top three guys. Like that would have been great. And it turns out he was the best player in that draft. So I'm just saying that we feel like we know a lot. We just know so little <laughs> about well, that, these I mean, players and, the and we, these guys. That's the way we felt with the uh, Stephen Adams pick. Without a like, doubt. Without wow, a doubt. We gave up James Harden, and this is what we're getting. Mm-hmm. I remember, I mean, thankfully, I delete all my old tweets, but I know what I tweeted that night. <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure I, I tweeted that's I said I think we just drafted another great role player for the D League team. Yeah, <laughs> I was so angry. I don't even know who I wanted. Like, I know I didn't want Jan. Like, I wasn't thinking of Giannis that way. So I'm guessing I was mad about like Kelly Olenek. Yeah, we, whoever we get, we should probably just give it, give it a break. Speaking of Pokushevsky, Andrew. Yeah. He's he's blossoming into an NBA player or at least a very good G League player right before he, our eyes. Yes, he is. He's doing what I think everybody had hoped is that he actually stands out in the G League because the first few games it was like, oh, no, Poku, no, you look like you did here. What's going on? And I don't know if it's it's clearly a confidence breakthrough with him. Because it's not like he just like suddenly developed these skills. Like, oh, I have all these skills now after playing three G League games. Uh, I I think that it is a confidence deal. I don't know what happened to unlock him. Maybe it's the haircut. That's mm. the only thing that I've seen that's different for him is the haircut. So maybe it's the haircut. Who knows? Um, but I would I would say that it's it's very exciting and at least just a, it's not incredibly encouraging but it is almost like a sigh of relief like okay all right good good he's he's showing up well some of those those two highlight plays the one where the ball was basically thrown out of bounds and he flipped it back over his head (laughs) was so wild because most guys in that situation if they can get their hand on the ball would just launch it backwards as far as they could go and he actually bent his arm at the elbow as if he was throwing a perfect pass which he was (laughs) I just I don't understand how he could do that. And then of course the other play, the behind the back in transition pass to Moses Brown, and then the other the around the back of his own layup. Mm-hmm. Like we we did not see those type of highlights when he was here in the NBA. We were like, oh, he's really hitting those boards, or like, oh, that was a really nice block. Like it doesn't you, know, you don't see it in the box score, but Aku's actually doing okay. <laughs> really bad but he's actually good you know (laughs) that game was like oh wow like that's maybe what it would look like if he ever put it together yeah yeah i i'm excited to bring him back and see what he can do in the league and see if he can translate any of this uh, to the nba the first champion of our young players because they might win. They're good. The blue are good. Yeah. Uh, Moses Brown, player of the week for the G League. He's been phenomenal. I forgot who it, it might have been John Hollinger, like had a very favorable Moses Brown tweet where he, I think it was the, it, was it the Timberwolves who had his rights before Oklahoma City? Blazers. Oh, Blazers. Yeah, and and it, I think it was John Hollinger said something like, "I just can't believe the Blazers let him go." I always thought that was strange. It's like, wow, wow. Prepare your, prepare yourself, Jay, to walk back your take. Walk it back. You can walk it back today if you'd like. It's uh, it's kind of backwards because yes, our real live NBA players are getting snubbed, but a lot of people talking about our G League players. Hey, yes, this is on snub day. This is this is the anti-snub conversation. Should we start? If we if we had a G League podcast, mm-hmm. we would be it'd be basically like having a Lakers podcast because we'd be talking about the best team, <laughs> talking about the guys that everyone wants to talk about. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Moses Brown is our Anthony Davis. Yeah. We just don't even mention the NBA the entire show. We just pretend <laughs> that only the G League exists. And we can basically go back to doing the pods that we have been doing for the last couple of years. Yeah. They're contenders. 
Well, oh. What can we say? Everyone's happy. Who's the Derek Fisher of this blue team? <laughs> oh, maybe Ty Jerome. Yeah, yeah, that works. Okay, I'm in. Let's do it. We're going to start, I don't know what we call it, but we're going to start just a G League podcast that uh, 200 of you will listen to. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, it's that is, it's been encouraging watching the G League for sure. Uh, on snub day, of course, we have another snub. Andre Robertson snubbed by the Nets, waved. Mm-hmm. He will be re-signed by them uh, to a 10-day contract. They're wanting to stay flexible. We're getting closer. I think we're like four weeks or three weeks and change from the trade deadline. So I think that they're trying to just kind of limp along with this roster until they get to the trade deadline and see if anything comes about and see if there's any buyout candidates. Cause after the trade deadline, there will be buyout candidates. And I think, I think they're just trying to stay as flexible as possible until they get to that point. Um, thoughts on Dre thoughts on seeing him in a Nets uniform. I mean, you say limping along with this roster. Meanwhile, like, the Nets have just been beating every good team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's probably a bad. I'm, I'm more thinking just like, just like no. placing all these into the bench guys and like, all right, we'll just lead you along until maybe we don't want you at all. Right. No, I mean the the Nets are finding out what Houston's recipe for success during the regular season has been these last couple of years because they have not had Kevin Durant, and it doesn't even matter because you have James Harden and you surround him with some guys including Kyrie Irving. He's not just a guy. Yeah. But you surround him with some shooters and like, yeah, it'll work out. You're going to win a ton of games. Yeah. Well, and Kyrie, I think it was two weeks ago, basically said to James, like, hey, let's define like our role. He's like, I'm the shooting guard. You're the point guard. And that really just kind of unlocked and kept everything from being so awkward because you could even see the first few games that things were just weird between everybody. No one quite knew like, is this what I need to do? And now you watch them and it's very clear what they want to do and who they are. And when they, this, I picked them to go to the finals and they made the Harden trade. And I feel so much better about it today than I did even the week after the trade. Um, It's just like talent most often wins out in this league. I mean, that's, I mean, that's why the Thunder are going through the processes they are right now because they want to win at a high level and to get that high level of prospect, there's we know there's only one way, and so it's it's they've they've been very impressive. I mean, some some credit needs to go to Steve Nash as well, who's first time head coach, but obviously he's a a guy that can manage personalities. Yeah, they are far and away my pick for the finals, um, and the best evidence of that is how they've played against these good teams. Yes, we have seen terrible defensive performances. And we, you know, especially early on, those games against Cleveland. Um, but when they lock in, like, they're, they're going to be unstoppable. And a team who's facing them in the playoffs is going to have to be so good offensively every single night just to keep pace with them. Because they legitimately could just go, your turn, my turn, for the entire <laughs> game between Harden, Kyrie, and KD and probably have a great offense. Probably have, like, the yeah. best offense in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're There's good. no doubt. There's no there doubt. Might be some, there might be some Thunder players winning a ring this year, Andrew. Yeah. I, I would not be shocked to see them win the title. Not at all. Especially if Anthony Davis can't be normal Anthony Davis. Right. I would love to see LeBron KD finals like this. I mean, that would be, I think that would be a really fun. And I think a very good outcome for the league itself. Because I think a lot oh, of people yeah. would watch that. That would, yeah, that would do insane ratings. That would be amazing. Yeah, it'd be great. Ethan Strauss would be very excited. And to, but what uh, about Jazz Bucks? <laughs> what about Jazz Bucks? Uh, let's talk snubs. Let's talk all-star snubs. Alex, uh, first question. Obviously, this is a Thunder show, so mm. we have. To, I have to know, Alex, was SGA snubbed? Um. Yes, he was snubbed, but... Did you see that article, I think Dan Feldman put it out, about, you know, we, we've seen this huge offensive explosion in the league this year. And just going by past stat lines for All-Stars, 
he found that there was something like 77 players in the league who would traditionally should be considered all-star candidates just based on their stat lines. Shoot. So there were a ton of deserving guys this year. Mm -hmm. And I personally would have picked SGA. I think, I I don't know what the, the final thing was for people that made them not pick him because you saw in the East a player like Nikola Vucevic who's on a team that has not been very good. They've won one more game than the Thunder. Right. He gets voted in over someone like Chris Middleton, who I think is having an amazing season. Like the, that, the, that's, that's a, that, that is a true snubbing. The best season he's probably had as like an all-star candidate because he's been an all-star the last couple of years. I mean, he's having averaging six assists per game. Mm-hmm. He's turning into a much different player. They're having, they're having him run a little bit more offense than he used to. Um, so they picked Vooch over him. And again, Vooch has had a great season, no doubt, but the Magic are terrible. But if they're going to do that, then hell, why don't we talk about our guy, SGA? <laughs> okay. I mean, we, we have 12 wins. So if he's snubbed, who are you taking off the West All-Star Reserves in place of uh, SGA? Who are you taking off? Um, I. So th- this is where it's hard because I think that he's been better than both of the guys on the Suns, CP3 and Devin Booker. Obviously, Devin Booker didn't make it, but a lot of people think that he's going to be the sub for AD. I but I would have put yeah. SGA over CP3. Mm-hmm. But I understand that that's really tough to do because the Suns are having a better season. They, they have been a much better team than the Thunder. Mm-hmm. And so I totally understand why someone wouldn't do that. Is there another obvious candidate? I, I don't think so. I mean, Zion would be the other one. Yeah, Z- Zion would probably be actually the easiest case to make. Yeah. Um, you really nailed that a few weeks ago when we were talking about how SGA is not going to make the All-Star game for all of these reasons. And I said Zion was like a borderline, and you were like, oh, no, Zion's making it. Like, the league He's is going to put Zion <laughs> in this game. And yeah. you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, will, he will make it. Unless he's not healthy for the, probably the rest of his career, <laughs> I mean he's yeah. he's that big of a draw, and that matters. It matters to the coach. I mean, it matters to the whole league to for this event to to go well. So, yeah, what I if, just I have a hard time even putting him on there over Chris Paul or Devin Booker. And stats wise, yes, I think there's a clear case. Um, I think Booker has had he's had to sacrifice some of what he did last year and the years past to get this team to the next level. And that's something that Shea just doesn't really have to do. And he, he kind of right. does it anyways <laughs> when he really shouldn't. Because, uh, I mean, you tweeted this during the Miami game. Like, he should have had 40 against Miami. <laughs> he should have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he should have tried to go for that, and he didn't. And, you know, that's something that Devin Booker would have surely had 40 if that was, if he were in the place of SGA. Uh, but, yeah, I I... I think Shea's time will come. I think that he, I will not be surprised to see him make the all-star team even next season or the season after. I think his time will come. I, I think that Devin Booker is probably more deserving than Shea this year. Uh, and then after that, I just, I don't know who it is. Cause there will be Anthony Davis won't play. Anthony Davis is an all-star, but he won't play in the game. So my guess is that Booker gets there. I also think that we have to look really closely at what Sham Sharania tweeted about the snubs after he had tweeted that, who, who, who the starters were. SGA? Huh? You mean that he didn't include SGA? Like I SGA it, wasn't even a snub? I think it's significant. I think he got, that he got snubbed from the snubs, Andrew. He was double snubbed here on snub day here at wow. the down to uh, down to dunk. He's been absolutely snubbed. And it's it's that's embarrassing. That's that I don't like because like Personally, Devin Booker, Tobias Harris, Demar Derozan, like the Demar Derozan love has 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 gotten uh, a little out of control. I would say. Well, and this just goes back to the idea that there are so many players who are deserving because I initially like brushed off Demar Derozan. Yeah. But it's like yeah, you know what? The Spurs are having a good season. Like they're the fifth seed. And they're actually doing it in a way that's much more entertaining than past years because they have mm-hmm. so many of their young guys contributing. 
Um, it hasn't been a Lamarcus Aldridge show this year. No. And, no. But, I, but yes, I was surprised at just all the DeRozan stuff that came out. I think his agent put out a statement, and then DeRozan put out a tweet saying that it was fake, <laughs> and then there were a bunch of people in his comments. Like, there are just so many deserving guys, because uh, there's a person I follow on uh, Twitter, Jason Maples, and he had, like, his next three, and he didn't even include SGA. He had, like, Brandon Ingram, Mike Conley... And uh, someone else. Mike Conley, like, another one. Snubbed? Yeah, like there's so many players that are deserving. And this is why we need to expand the All-Star rosters. It doesn't make any sense. This is the same number of players that they nominated for the All-Star game like decades ago when there were yeah. only a handful of teams in the league. <laughs> I think the stat was that um, in the past it was like 7.5% of the league got to be an All-Star. And now it's gone down to about 4%. Yeah. So you could do two more spots. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> and then you can, you can add all these players that aren't like exciting in the all-star way, like mm-hmm. Nikola Vucevic. Great. But then you can add more of the all-star friendly players, which the guys we actually want to see. I am shocked that Vooch and Julius Randle made it. I would have Dude. said there's, there's no way that both those guys make it. That was shocking to me. When I saw, or when I was listening to the low post with Kevin Arnovitz, and he was like, Vooch is a lock for me. I, I had like not heard his name on any podcast <laughs> yet. And I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> Who's watching the magic? He must have known something. It's so wild. It's so, so crazy. So, so this, the coaches are the ones who vote on all of this, right? Yeah. I mean, it, yes. Coaches vote for this trying to and figure out what the, what the angle is there for the coaches. Why they're such big Vooch fans. I mean, if, they're, if the coaches are that big of Vooch fans, then Orlando should be able to get a good trade package. Yeah, if they should. coaches think he's an all-star. It's unfortunate for the Magic that there's not any coach-GM combo going, going on right now because you could That's trade right. him to that team for you know, five first-round picks or something. It'd be incredible. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, Let's go over to the stream. We've got Evan Christian listening from Depew today. We've got Miroslav Jurich from Germany. We have Hank listening in from Portland. Hank on the stream. Wife is leaving and Hank's going to go crazy. So I'm holding him. <laughs> we have 3 and D from Deutschland. We have uh, Paul from the Philippines. We have Daniel from the UK. Uh, we have Jay reporting in for Snub Day, of course. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have Tom from Jackson, Missouri. We have Bo Irwin saying, what's up? What's up, man? We have James Anderson, as always, following along. Thanks for following. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening, following along. If you haven't clicked the subscribe button on YouTube, be sure to do that. That would be very helpful. Uh, James Anderson points out a couple things to us. One is that the second half of the schedule will be released today. This is a fact. It will be. Uh, so that will be uh, exciting, I think. Uh, and then uh, James Anderson also says, he says, one game separates the third pick and the ninth pick right now. Should we trade Hami and Mascala to make sure that we get where we want to be? Um, Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm ready for some trades. I I am. Trust me, if this if I were handling this rebuild, and obviously it would not go as well if I was. 
I don't think you want me to, but I would be trading anybody and everybody. It would be a a hinky style rebuild. Andrew's team would look like the G League team. It would be the blue just transported into the NBA. I would ask if we could just swap rosters. (laughs) If we could just send all these guys down to the bubble and keep Moses Brown as our superstar. We just want Shea to get more development time. I think it could help his development. I also just want to see what Shea can do against the Ignite. You know, I just want to know. I want to see what he can do against Kevin Porter Jr., you know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Caleb in the chat says, Middleton snub hurt, picked up a a handful of his top shots a few days ago, and it tanked after the snub. Oh, no. Interesting. Interesting. Um, But, yeah, I, I do think I would not be surprised to see the Thunder on the trade deadline day be a team that is just kind of even giving, not giving away, but just grabbing smaller assets for guys like Muscala. I'd be surprised if they traded Hami. I think that they've been really excited of what they've been able to do with Hami, but I would not be surprised to hear like, okay, Mike Muscala has been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks for a second round pick. Right. Like something like that would not shock me. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised for there to be multiple trades that day. Um, Al Horford, as good as he's been, I would not be surprised to see him traded either. I still would, if I were a betting man, say that he'll be traded in the offseason. But he's been legitimately good this year. Um, and so I would I would not be surprised if a team... I mean, Boston. Boston's one game under 500 right now, Alex. And two All-Stars. And they have uh. <laughs> They have two unbelievable uh they could really use a guy like horford and they have that massive trade exception and are they going to use it they need to use it they need to use it somehow maybe it it probably won't be on horford but i just i can't the dots are too easy to connect there like they've had success together they he knows how to play with these younger guys he's can shoot it he's shooting very very well from three on volume i mean why not why not would be that they had him on their team just a couple of years ago and did not want to give him that huge contract that the Sixers did. And now, ostensibly, they would have to give up some type of asset to get that exact same contract back. Like, yeah. Are they really going to do that? Just give us Aaron Neesmith and uh, save him the embarrassment of, of the, uh, the Luka three-pointer in his face. <laughs> Poor Aaron Neesmith. He was just getting some more playing time, playing well. I know. Hank, she's gone, bud. Please calm down. Uh, okay. So our guy Sam Vecini put out an article on theathletic.com. And if you want to read it, again, theathletic.com slash down to dunk, you can get The Athletic for $3.99 a month. It's just a steal. It's like you're stealing money from me personally out of my pocket when you do that. Uh, but you should do it anyways. Uh so he wrote an article about the, I think he's got the top 20 um, young players in the NBA. No, he's got top 50. Uh, 50 top 50. Top yeah. 50. Uh, he has gone through 50 through 11. And I don't see a Thunder player on this list so far, Alex. That is correct. So after the first one came out, I tweeted about it because I had been looking forward to this because, you know, we love draft coverage so much. Yeah. And we love reading about the prospects. And then once they get into the NBA, there's not a ton of people who are just reviewing, hey, how are all these young guys doing? And trying mm-hmm. to put them in some type of order, which I think is really hard to do. And I'm most excited to see where Shea lands, which I did bring up. And Sam said, oh, you have to wait for the last day, which means he's guaranteed to be in the top 10, yep. which is exciting. But the big takeaway from the first day is that both Darius Baisley and Lou Dort did not make the top 50. Yeah. Bay's not a surprise. Yeah, he's, Bay's, he, I get He doesn't deserve to be there. Uh, I would not make an argument that he's better than any of these guys. But Dort, stop me whenever... You, I mean, mm. there, there are lots of players on this list that I'd be like, yeah, give me Lou Dort. Are you joking? Are you kidding? Yeah, this is a, is this a joke? Uh, really, just the guys in the, like, the, the 40s, though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe like three guys. Uh. Uh, Emmanuel quickly, cool, whatever. Somebody has to score the points, Sam. Don't you yeah. know that? Yeah, yeah. He, he, I'm not. 
I would take him over quickly. The interesting one, because they have kind of like similar profile, would be Isaac Okoro. Yeah. And this was actually one that was brought up by a Down to Dunk listener JPOSU in that thread on Twitter. And Sam responded, yes, he hasn't been as good and, and offensively, certainly. Like, he hasn't been good offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also two years younger than Lou Dort. Yeah. And so it's entirely possible that we see that kind of development because apparently Isaac Okoro had more offensive talent at the at the lower levels. Definitely, um, I would ta- I would take Okoro over him. Um, well, Andrew, if that's the case, then because I w- I would take Gary Trent Jr. over him. I've been watching Gary- a lot of uh, he, so Gary Trent Jr. is forty one on this list. Gary Trent Jr. is like. I think maybe the most underrated player in the NBA right now. He's, he's going good. to get paid so much money. Yeah. He's shooting 45.1% on catch and shoot threes over the last two years. <laughs> and he's, he's one of their better defenders. I mean, you know, we all know about the Portland's backcourt in terms of their defense. Like Gary Trent Jr. is going to make a lot of money this summer because he is such a good shooter. So I'd probably take Gary Trent over him. I do like Lou Dort more than Devontae Graham. Yes. Yes. Devontae's already 25. Get him off the list. He's not young. He's fake young. Uh, he's fake young. Wait, how old is Lou Dort? He's 20. Or 21. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Isaac Coro is so young. He's just drafted. Um, he's one and done. I know. Yeah. Uh, Jared Allen. It's like, whatever. Like, I get, I know what Jared Allen is. Yeah, Jared Allen's good. Uh, He's probably yeah, on that Cam, same level. Cam Reddish, so give me a break, man. Give me yeah, a freaking break on Cam me, Reddish. Give, I'm give, sorry. Give me but a break, man. Come on. Do something. Do something, Cam. Do something first to even get on this list. You haven't done anything. That's that's. I don't like that take at all. Uh, Devin Vassell, fine. Rui's been fine. So really, put so him really, at 50, Sam. Put him at 50. <laughs> <laughs> put him at 49. <laughs> Bump somebody off the list. Just give us a give us our give our guy some love, Sam. We're, Come we're on. so angry, and we end our conversation. Just put him. Can you just get him 50? Now that we've gone through it, in? I think only we, we would put him at 50. <laughs> can we just squeeze him in, please? Oh man, I honestly that exercise though, like going through, is helpful because. When you're most, when you're spending most of your basketball watching time on the Thunder, <coughs> yeah. you obviously are going to get connected to these players, and you're going to overinflate their value in their head. Yeah. In, no, in, in your head, not their head. Your head will be <laughs> they will be overinflated. And but if you look at it and you start going through it and you kind of agree that the Thunder might only have one young player in the top fifty of like guys on rookie contracts, yeah. all of a sudden the need to get another guy who would fall into that category becomes so much more clear. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. And somebody asked me, <clears throat> like, would you rather have OG Ananobi or Lou Dort? And I was just like, yeah, OG, and it's not really close. And I got a little bit of flack for that. Yeah. Uh, but to me, it's just not very close uh, between those two. And uh, Sam agrees. He has him 14th on this list. Um, Okay, I'm going to go through the list. You just tell me who you think is too high on this list. Too high. Uh, Jaron Jackson's 11, DeAndre Ayton 12, DeAndre Hunter, back-to-back DeAndres. What? Um, <laughs> OG, uh, Mikael Bridges, Tyler Hero, Michael Porter, 17. What do you think about that? Okay, so Michael Porter was one of the guys who I decided to buy a Top Shot moment of. Okay. And my, I, have, my th- I, I got one in a pack of MG, MPJ. Oh, like his, his season two. Andrew, yeah. I'm talking about his first moment. Oh, really? His first Top Shot moment, rookie year. I've already sold it, but okay. I, I bought it with the idea that like he the other rookies like LaMelo and Tyrese Halliburton from Series 2 are going for so much money. Why is Michael Porter Jr. going for so less? And it has a lower mint, and I think he might be a better player than all of those guys. Yeah. Like not not Lamelo maybe, but like he's a top five prospect of the guys who have come out in the last couple of years. Like I, sure. I really think Michael Porter is good. Yeah, but it's been rough. Like I've been a- after I bought that, I started getting more into the Michael Porter Jr. story and what's been going on this year with Denver, and it's kind of been all over the place. And last night was like the first sign of some good news 
which is that apparently Michael Porter Jr. in a practice like went up to Mike Malone and was like, hey, I want to do anything I can to help this team. I'm sick. Like, he, he apparently expressed something about being sick of people talking about his defense hmm. because that's been the thing. Like, if Michael Porter Jr. starts playing any kind of defense, he is so talented offensively that yeah. he could shoot up these rankings in, this ne- in the next couple of years, assuming he stays healthy. No doubt. So I'm into Michael Porter Jr. You just wonder if it's going to happen on the Nuggets. Yeah, that's a good question. I Two games ago, he played 19 minutes. Yeah. I was misbehaved. I mean, <laughs> if the Bulls or the Wizards want to trade Zach Levine or Bradley Beal, I'm... If I'm the Nuggets, I'm first in line with Michael Porter Jr. right at the front. So, yeah, hey, and, and for those other teams, like getting back Michael Porter Jr., I would be excited for them too. Yeah. Uh, John Collins, 18. See, the thing is, if John Collins is 18, yeah. which I'm not saying I disagree with it, but if he is 18, like what are the Hawks going to do? I don't know. They're trying to trade him for something very good, which I don't think they'll get. So I think that they'll get to restricted free agency and then they just need to figure out. I wouldn't be surprised if he went, if he's back on the Hawks. Uh, but they're not like all in on him. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, which is strange. Uh, you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondering. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? (laughs) You mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. These next two are kind of interesting, but you also see like a pretty significant drop off um, kind of even after Porter is RJ Barrett and Anthony Edwards. Now RJ has been pretty good this year. Anthony Edwards, this is kind of a benefit of the doubt uh, placing in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, he definitely has all the athletic flashes that we were told. about, oh, yeah. <laughs> As we saw with that dunk. Was I think it was last Friday or last Saturday? Bro. Yeah, just that an was insane thing. Yeah. And he, which by the, that made his top shot go up by fifty percent. That dunk alone, <laughs> it was that good of a dunk. That's so good. Um, yeah, I would agree with you. There is a drop off after Michael Porter Jr. at seventeen. In terms of just guys that are, I don't know if they're on the right team, um, where they're going to really reach their ceiling. Or if they're a thing, like R.J. Barrett is playing so many minutes, and he definitely has gotten significantly better from last mm-hmm. year. Um, but I still think, like, ultimately he's going to have to be a pretty good shooter to reach his ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, he is, definitely. Uh, it's interesting. LaMelo is obviously in the top ten, right? He is. He must be. And I mean, he's got to be. He's way above his brother, um, Alonzo, who's at 33, which I think is fair. Um, other guys in this draft, um, in this past draft that are in here, Edwards at 20, as we mentioned, Tyrese Halliburton at 24. See, I would flip-flop those. Halliburton's has shown that like, he has a really high floor. 
and that he is going to be a significant contributor for a long time. He's only 20. I feel like we treat Halliburton like he's like 24 already. <laughs> right, exactly. He was so awesome last night. I think he had like 22 and 10 um, in that game against the Nets. I really like Halliburton, and in the last few days, I've been going back to reread draft previews about him. Yeah. Because the thing I'm trying to figure out, kind of like what you're saying, because I probably would rank him a little bit higher too, and so I'm assuming it's because people don't think he has as high of a ceiling. Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to go back to these draft previews to see what people thought he was going to be. Um, and interestingly, on the ringer, they do like shades of, and it yeah. was Shea Gilgis Alexander, which actually like isn't a bad comp. Like I can sort of kind of see that. Sure. Um, but like, where where do you think his ultimate ceiling would be? He would be a lead guard on a team. I think he can be. I think he's gifted enough to be, but he's also gifted enough to play off ball. I think the Kings are just in a very good situation with he and Fox. Uh, they need to be able to fill out the rest of the roster and and get a better coach in there, but I think that they're in a really good spot. And then uh, he has James Weissman at 21. Yeah, yeah, that one's that one's interesting as well. I think that you have to, if you're... I don't know. I mean, if you're the Wolves or the Warriors, I think there's a lot of like, oh, I don't know how Lamella would fit with this team or whatever. Like, dude, you missed. <laughs> like, they missed really badly on Lamella. And there were a lot of draft guys that were saying, hey, this guy's far and away the best player. I mean, the guys that I trust most, like Sam Vecini said that, Mike Schmidt said that. Uh, those are probably my like two top draft guys that um, that I follow. And they were both just all in on, yeah, it's LaMelo. Like, that's that's what this draft is. It's him. And they missed uh, quite badly. And and the worst part of it is that he would have fit perfectly with this current version of the Warriors team. Like he, he, And I think people yeah. were worrying about that fit going into it, and that's why they were kind of defaulting to James Weissman because it's like, well, they obviously need a center. Mm-hmm. You know, they have Kavon Looney. Here's the best center prospect, so just fit in that slot. But LaMelo would have been so good as a secondary creator with, with Steph and everyone. Oh, my gosh. And, and with his ability to apparently shoot. Like, he hasn't been the awful efficiency guy that I thought he was going to be in his first season. He's been fine. Like, he's not a great shooter, obviously, but he's passable right now. Yeah. Don't draft a big man in the top three unless you think he can be a top three big man in the NBA. Just don't draft big men ever. <laughs> Never. Six one or shorter. <laughs> don't don't draft big men. Uh, one one, um, one guy I'm just really interested in because so many people are high on him is Patrick Williams with yeah. the Bulls. Yeah, so he yeah, comes yeah. in at 25 on this list. And I do think that there's kind of a drop-off after 25, 26. Like, we have Larry Markinen, Keldon Johnson are the next two. And then it goes down to Mitchell Robinson, Duncan Robinson, two Robinsons, Darius Robinson Garland. brothers, yeah. That's where I think there's a little bit of a drop-off, maybe after Keldon Johnson. Um, but I'm really interested in, again, sort of like Halliburton, what people are seeing for Patrick Williams as his ultimate ceiling. Yeah. I, I mean, he's a, he's a very, very talented wing extremely young uh one of the younger guys in the draft so i i think that i think they see versatile wing with like upside as a individual score like not unlike paul george uh to get there would be insane right. <laughs> obviously but there's he's got tremendous upside and a lot of it's that he's super young and he was thought to be he was thought to go where he where he eventually went, but throughout the season, throughout the college season, I don't know if people will remember, but he was kind of in the twenties. Uh, like that's where he was ranked, and he just slowly started to rise. I think because of his physical gifts that he has, but he's 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 got a ways to go. He's he's shown flashes certainly. Uh, so Andrew, and, let's oh go ahead. I was going to say to finish out the guys that are in this draft and Yeko Kongwu at thirty four, which is very much like benefit of the doubt. I think that he'll get there. Okoro at 38, which we mentioned. Uh, Denny Avdi at 47, who's been good. Like I would argue that he should be higher 
um, than some of these guys that are on this is certainly higher than like a Devonte Graham or a Cam Reddish. Uh, and then Emmanuel quickly, um, comes in at 50 as the other guy that's on this list. So Andrew, fast forwarding a year, which Thunder player currently not on this list has the best chance to get on this list? I'll, I'll say it's Dort. I think it's the boring answer, but I think it's the right answer. Now give uh, us your, your real answer. <laughs> Come on, we know who it is. I think it's Poku. I think Poku's yeah. got, got the ceiling. He's got the ceiling. He's got the ability. And if he can just show any sort, if he can just play consistent minutes and put up like 12 points and four boards and three assists or something like that, I think he can make the top 50 of this list because that shows that he's got like a baseline of, okay, yes, he's an NBA player. Uh, he doesn't have to blow up. Like He just has to be a consistent guy, a guy off the bench that comes in and scores. He could, he just has to basically do what Hami has done this year. Uh, yeah. And then you can show like, oh, okay. Like there's, he's still very young. He, he will probably be younger than a vast majority of guys that are in this next draft even. Um, and he's he's got a long ways to go. I think we know that. But if he can do something like that, then I think that he's got a shot to to make the back half of this list. So tomorrow, Sam is going to release his top 10. Yep. We anticipate that Shea will be in there. Who are the names that you think are definitely ahead of him? So this would these are only guys who are on their current rookie contract. Um, I mean, so Zion is definitely ahead of him. Uh, yeah, Luca, so Luca is definitely ahead of him. What about Trey? Do you think Trey will be ahead of Shea? I don't think he will be. I don't think he should be. I think that most of like the the draft guys will put Shea above Trey. I kind of agree, and I think if that happens, that'll be like kind of the biggest takeaway from this top ten that Shea has potentially moved ahead of Trey in the way people think. Because I mean, a year ago. You just wouldn't be saying that. That would have been kind of a crazy. You would be really projecting for Shea at that point. Yeah. Will Lamelo be ahead of him? You think? I don't know. I don't. Well, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> but it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me either to see Lamelo very high on this list. Yeah. I think, especially the draft guys are still super high on him. Uh, let's see from the 2019 draft. Z- John Morant. Will John Morant be higher? Probably. Probably. That's that one is really close for me. Yeah. I would put jaw ahead. Um, of him. Who's going to be number one. It's gotta be Luca. Number one. Oh, it'll be Luca. Luca's you think it'll be Luca Zion. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, I think so as well. Then like who, who else? I don't like know. 20- I think Shea could be top five. He definitely could. Is Tatum is Tatum still considered to be? That was that was the one I couldn't figure out if he is still technically on his rookie deal, and then his like, yeah, I don't know. Like Lonzo, Markel were in the same draft, so De'Aaron Fox, Jason Tatum oh, would be okay. the two two so, guys from that draft. Donovan so Mitchell would be ahead of him. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell would mm, be on this list. Bam Mitchell. Adebayo. Oh wow! Yeah, this, so that was a great draft. This is the draft. Yeah, this draft is so good, man. I think people, it's it it turns out like this was not thought to be a great draft, but it was it was very good. Like you can go through this list, and it's and it's all over the board. It's all over the board. Tatum is three. Um, Darren Fox went fifth. Uh, Mitchell went thirteenth, and then you have like this run of players in the twenties where it's Jared Allen, OG Ananobi. Kyle Kuzma's 27th. Derek White, who's on this list as well, is 29th. Mm, that was the T-Ferg draft. It was the T-Ferg draft. It was a bad yeah. one. We knew it was bad at the time. We knew it. Justin Jackson, 15th. It's fun. Okay, well, now that I... If they're going to be included, I, I, I wonder if Shea will be more in like the 6 to 7 range. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like 8th. I which is which, which is, is still great, which, which is, is still great. Awesome. But again, like we said, it, and we kind of went through it on, at the back of this ranking, if we kind of agree that like our best hope to get in the top 50 outside of Shea is Poku, <laughs> who's currently in the G League, 
or Lou Dort, who I think we argued for him to be 50th after going through it, this team has to get more they blue have chippers. To. They we, have to. We cannot, <laughs> we cannot rest our future on Isaiah Roby, as good as he has looked. He, Which, he showed way, some flashes in that Miami game in the first half. He the did. second those, half, not so much. First half, I saw some, some stuff. Those two threes he hit yeah. that looked very smooth. Yeah, some gutsy threes as well. Yeah. But just to even rewind back to the 2017 draft, I think it was very clear to people that Markel Fultz and Lonzo Ball were going to be like, oh, like those are like two of the prizes of the draft. Both of the, like Lonzo Ball, they're like, yeah, we trade him for, for something. We'll take whatever, you know. He, uh, Markel Fultz, I, I obviously not the guy either, but I mean, it's, we don't know. I'm still a Lonzo believer. And if, the Golden State Warriors were ever able to swing a deal for Lonzo Ball. I think it would be such an amazing fit. Oh, yeah, yeah. But as, like, your fourth starter. Yeah. Well, as the guy who's, like, way better than his counting stats are ever going to be. Yeah. He, he's never going to blow you away with his counting stats. Yeah. But he went number two over Jason Tatum. He Josh did. Jackson was another guy that was like, oh, this guy is tenacity. And he, he's played well for the Pistons this year. Cool, but he's had to kind of bounce back. Uh, Darren Fox was a question mark. He went fifth. I think he would clearly go third in this draft. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was a guy that people were so worried. He jumps off two feet. What do we do with a guy who jumps off two feet? <laughs> um, he went 13th. Bam Adebayo, 14th. I don't know. People don't know. The draft oh, is really difficult. We definitely don't. The thing I remember most from that draft was uh, me thinking that Kevin O'Connor was like going crazy putting Jason Tatum number one. And he was like the yeah. biggest Jason Tatum supporter. Yeah. And he was right. He was super right. He nailed I watched Tatum. I watched Tatum. I watched a ton of him. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he, he, to me, just looked like some gunner. You know, he scored from the mid-range. He liked to take tough shots. I was like, I don't know about this guy. Um, super awesome is the uh, is the correct take for Jason Tatum. <laughs> oh, shoot. Alex, we have a new show launching on Saturday. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Athletic NBA show. It's going to be the Wednesday pod. Uh basically just expanded into the entire NBA. We're going to have some really fun segments. We're going to have special guest Fred Katz on for the first episode uh, for Saturday. Uh, we're going to talk some Wizards. We're going to play a trivia game between me and Fred. Uh, it's going to be a very, very fun show. National NBA show, which is very, very exciting for us. So make sure that you are subscribed to the Athletic NBA show. You should be already listening to the show's um, it is wild to me that we get to be a part of a show that has uh, Sam Amick and David Aldridge and Zach Harper and Dave DeFore and all these other guys that are um, actually very, very good at what yeah. they're doing and have like some of them legends uh, in this business. So uh, it's it is wild to me that this is happening, uh, but we are super pumped about it. Uh, Alex, any any words? Nope. I uh, spent all yesterday morning working on uh, the trivia for, yeah. for this episode, um, which I'm very excited about. And uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm nervous, but I'm so very excited because we get to talk about a lot of national NBA stuff on this show. Yeah. Um, but it certainly isn't the focus. And to be able to bring other people on kind of uh, force them into some of our antics I think <laughs> right. will be will be a lot of fun and also just to get other people's perspectives who are following these teams that maybe we don't get to see all the time yeah I think will be a blast it's gonna be great make sure that you're subscribed to that show hope you guys have a wonderful day make oh, sure Andrew. You to, oh what episode up ripping and shipping oh, tonight yeah. halftime yes. of the Spurs game I'm gonna be giving away some cards a down to dunk listener sent me eight packs of Hoops Premium, and we're going to open them up. And in addition to whatever we get, I'm going to send out some uh, like Baisley rookies, most likely. Oh, so just, nice. just keep, keep your eyes peeled on my Twitter feed. I'll, I'll let you know how to uh, enter the raffle. Yes. Enter the raffle. We'll be ripping and shipping. Uh, 
we're actually going to be ripping and shipping a lot the rest of the season. So, so get ready. It's going to be a very fun journey with that. So uh, go to theathletic.com slash down to dunk and get the athletic for $3.99 a month. So cheap. Make sure that you go to shopgoodokc.com slash DTD and get your down to dunk gear. You've got to get the cotton candy hoodie. Pre-orders are now through, I think, maybe another week. So be sure you do it because I, I, I know some people that have some regrets about not getting some other DTD merch out there. So uh, it will be uh, limited to a degree. We also have our DTD down to dunk shirts. Uh, I think they're just gray, just a good looking t-shirt. And then we have our Too Good to Tank shirts. Are the Thunder Too Good to Tank? I don't know. If you think they are, just buy the shirt. Or if you think that's a joke, buy the shirt. Who knows? I don't know. I hope you guys have a great day and we'll talk to you guys again on Friday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.